0: Hi, I'm Jess, and I'm out to get the life and love of my dreams. I'm tired of seeing myself get in the way of my goals and desires, be heartbroken over unavailable guys, and feel unsatisfied and unhappy in life and love. If this sounds like you too, let's do this together. I've created this podcast so we can connect, learn, and grow together. Each week I'll be sharing, exploring, and learning alongside you on topics like dating, inner work, self-love, health and fitness, and so much more. Welcome to Happiness with Jess, a podcast for self-love, better dating, getting out of your own way, and getting the life and love you want. I'm so happy you're here. Hey guys, welcome back. I know that I say this every episode that I'm so glad you're here, but I'm really glad that you're here, okay? Especially for this episode. Um, this episode is going to be really helpful for anybody who is struggling with a uh, behavior that's just not working for them anymore, especially if it's drinking. Um, it's also going to be really helpful to just show you the importance of mindset work and just really see it at play. And this whole episode, I am... Normally, like doing with it like off of an outline, but this time, I'm like just winging it because I had just such a impactful session this morning with a client, and this is where this whole episode is coming from. I'm going to share what we discussed in our session today and how we work through that. and just, yeah, really kind of take you behind the scenes of what a mindset coaching session can look like and the things that we're talking about, and why I'm getting results with my clients, and why mindset coaching works. So let's dig in. This client and I have been working together for a while now. And one of the things that he has struggled with is alcohol, consuming too much alcohol. Like he knows that at this point that it's not benefiting him. It's not working in his sleep routine. It's making him snore, keeping his wife up at night. It's not helping with his work, like feeling clear and focused at work. It's not helping his body. And he knows all these things, yet he's still continuing to drink. And I think it's really becoming top of mind for him now because he's recently had a gallbladder surgery. And the recovery process of that has not been... The smoothest, and he has come to the conclusion that drinking alcohol consistently is kind of aiding in that delayed recovery process. Which he's not wrong there. Um, this isn't going to be a, a, a episode on alcohol, but since we're on the topic. Alcohol is a poison to our bodies. Like it may temporarily feel like it's, you know, relieving pain and helping us kind of take a mental vacation and whatnot, but it's really damaging towards our bodies, making the next day and, you know, every day that you continue to drink harder. So our cortisol naturally rises when we're trying to pump out that alcohol and process it. And our baseline of cortisol is going to be raised when we're drinking, even if it's just one drink. And, Yeah. So it's a really good idea to be limiting our alcohol consumption um, because it's not helping our bodies. It can make us anxious. Yeah. It can totally delay these sort of processes. It's not going to help us with weight loss, um, or just overall like feeling better. And so when he wanted to talk about changing this, I was just super excited. Um, With coaching, though, I'm never forcing a solution on anyone. This has got to be at their own time, their own pace. And so he has really come to a time and a place in his life where he's ready to look at alcohol and look at making changes there. And what I would maybe have done in the past and or what maybe current coaches are doing would be to look at like alcohol specifically like okay let's look at the quality of drink like maybe let's go for something like lower calorie or or maybe it's the quantity being more mindful of how many drinks you're having or drinking water in between drinks like those are some methods to help us with this but when you really look at it that is a symptom that is a surface level um way to address a problem and What I mean by that is that alcohol is, drinking alcohol is a symptom. Same with any other behavior that we're not, that's not working for us. Smoking cigarettes, smoking cannabis, um, binge eating, scrolling, like these sort of behaviors that they're not working for us. There's a positive intention behind our behaviors, whether it is negative or positive. They are either having us avoid pain or seek out pleasure. Like, just think about it. Like, you exercise to avoid joint pain. You scroll at night to gain pleasure. Like, it's, it's fun. It's a dopamine rush. You drink or smoke to, yeah, avoid pain, to numb, to feel pleasure. So, these behaviors are a way to help us feel good or to avoid pain. And so, it's not, that's not the problem, right? When we look at, what is causing pain or what is desiring us to seek pleasure, that's where the money's at. So to start our session and to really like dive into this, I asked him, what's the benefit of drinking alcohol? What is it fixing? What problem is it fixing? And what he discovered is that it's helping him escape. So escape negative feelings, aka avoid pain. And what it looks like for him is that he noticed that he drinks more on the road. And he is often traveling um, for his job. And so while he's away, that's when he's missing his family. He's feeling lonely. He's having these negative symptoms of being away from his, his wife and kids. And so to alleviate that pain, he drinks. And a lot of us can relate to that, right? Like, we are going to avoid doing certain things or choose to do certain things because we don't want to feel discomfort or we want to feel pleasure. And so that is his way of dealing with things. And in our brains, these neural networks are happening. They're, they're being formed when we create these behaviors and repeat them. So when we learn that something is really pleasurable, it fixes that problem, it takes away our pain, we basically like start to develop like a highway system, from trigger to behavior. And the more that we reuse that highway, it just turns into a freeway and it becomes like very automatic. And so this is where behavior change can get really tricky because we need to turn those highways or freeways into dirt roads. And we need to turn dirt roads into highways and freeways. And what we need to do is repeat repeat these patterns repeat these behaviors so that they do become a lot more automatic but when we're only addressing symptoms we're not really getting to the root and we're not getting to the real issue of what's desi- like creating that desire to find something that's going to take away our pain and our brains get really really good at finding the things that do it the quickest so in an instance like this for my client he feels pain. He misses his family. He wants to alleviate that pain. And so his brain has found out that alcohol takes that away the quickest where, yes, you know, exercise or going for just a short walk or calling your family members are also options. They aren't like, you know, quick ones yet, or they aren't developed enough to the point where we are automatically going to do that instead. And so, Um, it's really helpful to kind of understand those sorts of things that are happening in our brains when we're trying to make behavior changes because we want to like call ourselves weak and lazy and, you know, just have all these judgments about ourselves. But our brains are just adapting to, you know, the stresses that we have and they are pleasure seeking, pain avoiding, you know, (laughs) structures. And so the more that we can understand those things, the better. And so after we figured out, like what this you know alcohol was serving what it was helping him with we were better able to brainstorm solutions that were going to help create a similar result or maybe even a better one and so for him it was looking at his connection issue looking at the desire to escape like looking at ways that we could you know, not feel that need as much anymore because when he was at home spending time with his family, he doesn't drink like that. It's only when he's away. And so while he's on the road, a couple of solutions that we came up with were to uh, call up his family members after work, And maybe play like a virtual game with them or just have like a longer conversation with them. Currently, he has just been kind of having quicker interactions with them, um, waiting until he's in like with them face to face to have like more longer conversations and, you know, play games and spend quality time together. So he's looking at the opportunity of like, okay, well, while, you know, distance is here, let's still work on our connection and spend quality time together. And so that was one of the solutions. Another solution was to find an activity to do after work that can help him separate from work and, you know, personal time. So something that was like stress reducing or just kind of pleasure inducing that he can, you know, begin to feel just better about being away and, you know, closing the door at work and then opening the door to um, free time. And so some things that we brainstormed were exercising right after he got back from the store. Uh, going for a walk, maybe with one of the guys that he's on the road with, calling up a friend or doing some sort of activity in the city that's not just going to a bar and drinking. And so, yes, we looked at the route and now we have an action plan that's really going to be addressing the route so that the symptom of alcohol consumption is just naturally going to kind of resolve itself when we're, we're looking at things like that. And so those are some short-term solutions. Long-term solution is that he needs to reduce or limit his travel time. And yeah, this is like a thing like I think we all could relate to as well is like, yes, we have some short term solutions here for our bad behaviors or behaviors that we're, are no longer working for us. And then maybe some long term solutions. And we have to work towards those long term solutions. It's not something that we can just, oh, well, I'm done traveling now, <laughs> or I'm done working. <laughs> you know, these types of like long hours or whatever it is that's creating a behavior that you aren't desiring for yourself anymore. Um, but still keeping that in mind and working towards that is going to get us more of that life that we want to be having. Because at the end of the day, we're always going to be seeking pleasure and wanting to avoid pain. And so if your job is a daily struggle, (laughs) making you want to um, drink or do a behavior that you don't like, yeah, just looking at alcohol consumption is just really scratching the surface. Like we really want to dig deeper and look at those problems and fix those at the root cause. So in the short term, we're going to be looking at that desire to escape and just really working on connecting with his family and finding new ways for him to enjoy himself while he's on the road so that the desire to drink is not as strong. And then long term, we're going to begin looking at ways that he can limit or reduce his travel time. Okay, so how you can apply this to yourself? So looking at any behavior that you have in your life that's not working for you and really thinking in sitting down with yourself about like, what is it serving? Like, what is it helping you with? What problem is it fixing? Maybe you take to your journal for this, or maybe you can just have a little moment with yourself where you can determine where, where that is and what that's serving you. But once you get to that root, once you figure out the real symptom, the loneliness, the boredom, the, um, Maybe the stress that you have at work or the conflict that you have at home or in your relationship is the real root that's causing you to drink, to shop, to gamble, to smoke, whatever it is that you're no longer desiring to do. Looking at that and finding solutions to change that. So brainstorming ideas that are going to be beneficial in changing that that root cause So maybe that is changing a job. Maybe that is, um, you know, finding other friend groups or, you know, people in your life to connect with or a new hobby or something like that. Like it really is looking at what is for you. We all have different challenges and therefore different solutions, different choices. So everybody's going to be unique there. But finding what one is the root cause is going to help us deal with the behaviors So once you have some things brainstormed, you're going to figure out which one of those seems like the most ideal to try and to implement. And this can be some trial and correction, and it can be a process. It's not something that will be done overnight. Like I mentioned before, we have these highways built in our brains, essentially. And so in the beginning, our brains are naturally going to want to choose that easier route, that highway that we've already, you know, built. And so you know, doing something different, this less traveled dirt road is going to be a little bit more of a struggle at first. And, you know, we can look at this a couple of different ways. We can look at this as like something that does take time and repetition, or maybe just something that's just not quite working. So maybe that hobby that you chose just really isn't actually entertaining you the way that you thought, or that solution that you came up with just really isn't hitting it. So going back to the drawing board and figuring out what else there is. All of a sudden, that behavior that was not desirable anymore is gone because you were addressing the real root of it, not the symptom. I think that went well. I think I have all of my thoughts on this <laughs> in this episode, <laughs> um, but I hope it was helpful to hear this and to just see have like a real life example and just see that our brains are pleasure seeking, pain avoiding, you know things and we can work with them a little bit easier when we look at the roots rather than the symptoms and if you really want lasting behavior change that's what you're going to look at because naturally the symptoms are just going to go away so you know it's just like similar like when we have things happening in our bodies um, like say like cancer or something that's the root it's we have some overgrowth of these these cancerous cells in our bodies and they're creating these symptoms. And yeah, we could treat symptoms, but that's not going like, to get rid of the cancer. We have to go in. We have to remove the cancer. We have to treat it. We have to you know, look at the cancer cells, not just address the symptoms because that's not what's going to be helpful in the long run. And the same thing is happening in our brains with the results that we're getting in our lives and these behaviors that we don't want to have in anymore. We need to really be looking at the roots rather than just the symptom And the root is always going to be a positive intention. And so I think it is also helpful to note that, that it is, our brains are very, very efficient in trying to figure out how we can avoid pain, how we can have pleasure. And it's always doing this with a positive intention in mind. And so, yeah, working with yourself here, eliminating any extra, you know, judgment or criticism is also going to be really essential in this process. But okay, I think I have everything that I wanted to say in this episode. Um, I hope that was really helpful to hear. I think it can be, yeah, just kind of fun to be behind the scenes of what a session can look like and, you know, see how my clients struggle and how they, you know, they're relatable um, and how I help them solve them. So hopefully you got something out of this episode and are able to apply some of the things that I just said in your own life so that you can stop you know doing some of these behaviors that aren't working for you anymore and start to see results in your life that are what you want so awesome i am going to end it right there i am so glad you were listening to this episode and i'm going to i'm going to see you in the next one i just want to end by saying thank you so much for being here and for listening if you liked today's episode and are enjoying the show please don't forget to rate it subscribe and share with a friend Any of these things are helping me so much to grow so I can get in the ears of those in need. So I really appreciate it. And for more content on self-love, fitness, and relationships, you can find me at happy.i.nest.jess on Instagram. Thank you so much and I'll see you in the next episode.